98K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Julian Coyle. The top story is the National People's Congress Standing Committee in Beijing begins its review of the national security law of Hong Kong. Dozens of people are detained as crowds take to the streets of Hong Kong to show their opposition to the upcoming legislation and the global tally of coronavirus cases has topped 10 million. The National People's Congress Standing Committee has reviewed the national security law of Hong Kong at the start of its three-day meeting in Beijing. State news agency Xinhua said the meeting listened to a review of the bill presented by Shen chun the director of the Legislative Affairs Commission. The report did not give details of the draft law. One of Hong Kong's NPC delegates, Ip Kwok Kim, who observed the meeting, said the bill received unanimous support. Here's Robert Kemp. Mr Ip said the director of the Basic Law Committee, Shen chun Yao, presented a report during the meeting after collecting views from various sectors about the draft law and that parts of it would be amended. But Mr Yip declined to reveal the amendments, only saying they were small changes. He also said he believed the draft had now entered a voting stage, but he said it was unlikely that the law would be made public before the vote. Another observer, Stanley Young, said it wasn't clear whether the draft law will be put to a vote during the three-day meeting, stressing that the Standing Committee will listen to all views. Civic Party Chairman Alan Leung, a former chairman of the Bar Association, says he cannot accept that the exact articles of the incoming national security law have yet to be made known to the people of Hong Kong. This is the most ridiculous and preposterous about this arrangement. How come that in the course of the next two days at most, there will be this gravest criminal offence affecting 7 million Hong Kong people to be passed by the NPC Standing Committee, and yet not a single article of that bill or law is known? And Hong Kong people respect the law. If you want us to observe the law, it must have some objective certainty to it. And there is no certainty to it at all. But a local deputy to the National People's Congress, Wang Kuan Yu, has defended the legislative process, saying that's how Beijing works. I understand that. The details, about the 66 articles, we don't know, right? We still don't know. But, but the uh, main direction actually is uh, published. The main frame actually is. Maybe you are not used to this kind of uh, decision-making, but it is the kind of decision-making in the central government. A deputy director of Beijing's Basic Law Committee, Maria Tam, said she hopes the national security law can lead to what she called a second reunification with the mainland. She told mainland media the law should further rectify some people's wrong values and allow them to get to know that Hong Kongers are Chinese. More than 50 people have been detained at a march against the national security law in the Jordan-Moncock area. There's a heavy police presence on the streets and pepper spray was deployed in Moncock after an officer lost his footing. Earlier, some people were stopped and searched. One was 15-year-old Thomas Lowe. He told Joanne Wong he works for an online student publication. They told me that uh, because I was under, under the age of 16 and they can actually go, uh, take me back to the police station uh, for uh, protection status. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much about that. But they eventually let you go? Yes. On what grounds? They told me to just, not really, they just have told me to uh, leave this area as soon as possible. The Neighbourhood and Workers' Service Centre says it is not fielding candidates for the LegCo elections this year, citing pro-democracy camp unity. Earlier this month, it had said it may field a ticket even if it loses in the camp's primary in New Territories West. Its lawmaker, Leung Yu Chung, was slotted to be second on the ticket behind Group Chair Lo Nai In. 
The number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 across the globe has now passed 10 million. The spread of the new virus has been dramatic. It took more than a month for cases to reach 10,000 worldwide, but the past month has seen 4 million new infections. The BBC's Naomi Grimley reports. Although some global cities like Paris, London and New York may be easing their restrictions and trying to resume some kind of normality, this pandemic is still raging in many corners of the world. Several US states, such as Texas, are struggling to cope with hospital admissions after a resurgence of the virus. In Africa, the picture is still mixed, with South Africa recording its biggest daily caseloads so far. The University of Oxford's vaccine team think the epidemic won't reach a peak on the continent until the end of July. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Hong Kong has reported two more imported COVID-19 cases, both returnees from India. The Centre for Health Protection says they're a 12-year-old girl and a 38-year-old man who arrived in the SAR yesterday. They had been in India since early February. There have been no local COVID-19 cases for 15 days straight. The two new imported cases take the total number of infections in Hong Kong to 1,199. The Equal Opportunities Commission has been urged to set up a task force to tackle discrimination against foreign domestic helpers after a survey found they had faced increased unfair treatment since the COVID-19 pandemic began. The Federation of Asian Domestic Workers Union said it polled more than 400 helpers. Sheila Estrada is from the Federation. We find out that there's a lot of cases, but they don't know where, where to file this case. Where, so we tried to reach them out. And now we're trying to to talk to more than 10 people who has been uh, discriminatory terminated, and and it was been verbally like uh, discriminated. So most of them uh, we're trying to to really encourage them to file a case. The Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi says India gave a befitting reply to those who eyed her territory in the northern Ladakh region. He was referring to the recent border tensions with China. His BBC's Anabarasan Etarajan. This is only the second time the Indian Prime Minister has spoken publicly about the border situation since the brutal clash between Indian and Chinese soldiers earlier this month. In his monthly radio address, Mr. Modi said while India knew how to honor friendships, it could also look at someone in the eye and confront them. The killings of Indian soldiers have dented Mr. Modi's strongman image and he wants to convey that he is standing up to the might of China. Latest satellite imagery suggests that China has built new structures near the site of the recent clash. Both countries have deployed tens of thousands of troops along the de facto border in the Himalayan region. Iran is making the wearing of face masks mandatory from next Sunday. Speaking on state television, President Hassan Rouhani said it would be obligatory in covered areas where there were gatherings. However, he did not say what the penalty would be for failure to comply. The BBC's Catherine Davis has more details. Iran is the country worst hit by coronavirus in the Middle East, and the number of new confirmed cases has been rising, according to official figures. The country is using a colour-coded risk scale, and in red zones, the president said, there may be additional areas where masks are mandatory. 
The measure is due to last until the 22nd of July and will be extended if necessary. On Saturday, the Health Ministry pleaded with Iranians to observe guidelines aimed at curbing infection. The Rolling Stones have said that Donald Trump could face legal action if he continues to use their songs at his campaign rallies. A statement from the band's legal team said it was working with the performing rights organisation Broadcast Music Inc., or the BMI, as the BBC's James Shippen reports. The BMI has warned the Trump campaign that the president could be sued for breaching a licensing agreement if he refuses to stop using the music without permission. However, it's not clear how effective the threat will be. The Stones have raised objections before during the 2016 election and Mr Trump has ignored previous cease and desist letters. Other singers and bands have made similar complaints, including Adele, Queen, Rihanna, Aerosmith and R.E.M., as well as the estates of Prince and Tom Petty. John Carlos, one of the two American athletes who gave the Black Power salute on a metal podium at the 1968 Mexico Olympics, is making a call to abolish the ban on athletes making political protests at the Games. The BBC's Paddy Maguire reports. The image of John Carlos, the 200-metre sprint bronze medalist, and the champion Tommy Smith, heads bowed and fists raised as the US national anthem plays, is iconic. Their act of silent protest against racial discrimination led to their expulsion from the Games and a ban from future Olympics. Now Carlos has teamed up with current American athletes to request that Rule 50 of the Olympic Charter, which bans political protests, be scrapped. Many sports organisations have embraced the Black Lives Matter campaign in recent months, with players kneeling before competition in solidarity with anti-racism protests. And finally to sports, and in football it took a 91st minute winner to get Arsenal past Sheffield United 2 on tonight and into the semi-finals of the FA Cup. In the other quarter-finals, Leicester are taking on Chelsea as we speak, and later on Newcastle face Manchester City. Last night, Man United scraped past Norwich. The news from RTHK. In our newsroom, thanks to Julian Quayle, we'll have more headlines at midnight. Ten minutes after eleven, hour two of Sunday late. Bright lights, big city. Could almost be about Hong Kong, couldn't it? It's got to be one of the brightest places I've ever lived in, I think.
Bright Lights and uh, Bigger City on Radio 3. You're with uh, Sunday Light. And uh, uh, let's have a look now. Um, 13 minutes after 11 coming up. Uh, this hour, we've got more from our featured album, uh, Candace Springs. Uh, very impressed, but a little bit uh, a little bit of a chilled out, um, a little bit more chilled out than normal. But that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, lots more from Candace Springs. Uh, also, um, we've got some uh, Tony uh, Monrell, uh, Ruby Turner, a little bit of Shalimar, and the Average White Band. This one from 1984 popped onto the playlist... 